Hi there, this is Kevin Skinner, pastor at First Baptist Church in Stockdale, Texas, and welcome to our weekly message podcast. If you live in the Stockdale area, then I would invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. to worship with us in person. You can also check out our webpage at fbcstockdale.org. Here at First Baptist, we are a community church with a kingdom mission, and we invite you to join us on that mission. So you may be familiar with the Born Identity movies that were popularized in the early 2000s about a a CIA agent that has amnesia. Now, while Jason Bourne was a fictional character, a man by the name of Ansel Bourne, who lived from 1826 to 1910, was very much a real person. In fact, Ansel Bourne, he, he lived in Rhode Island, and in 1857, although he could still fully function in life, he He couldn't remember who he was, and he began living as a man by the name of A.J. Brown. Now, he was later diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, in which case neither of his personalities, A.J. Brown or Ansel Bourne, had any knowledge of the other. So we're in a series right now titled, Who We Are. And as we're walking through this series, we are looking at the mission and the purpose here at First Baptist Church Stockdale. And and so as we're going through this series, we're looking at the different facets of our mission statement, to love, to grow, to serve, and to go. And, And as we think about who we are. We are a community church with a kingdom mission. This means that that we don't have just a bunch of individual missions that are guiding us as a church body. Rather, we have one central mission that's springing forth from God's word that is guiding us. So let me pause right here and just remind you of this overarching truth that I'm giving you this that I'm giving you each week that I want you to grab hold of. As a church, it is Christ who unites us. And it is a mission rooted and grounded, not in our own ideologies, but in his word and in his kingdom that moves us forward in one direction together. We want to look to his word. We want to look to his kingdom to be where, uh, what, what develops, to be what guides our, our mission statement. And so it is his word and it is his kingdom purposes that has given this church body our mission to love, to grow, to serve, and to go. And so as we think about our mission statement, as we think about who we are as believers, but also as we think about who we are as members of this church body, it would be my desire as your pastor that we wouldn't forget who we are. This is why I think it's important that that we, we just spend some time, several weeks, looking at our mission statement so that we can be reminded of who we are. It's good to be a body of believers, but we don't want to just be a body of believers that exists. We want to make sure that we know who God has called us to be so that we can live as God has called us to. And so my first desire would be that, that we wouldn't forget who we are. My second desire would be that, that as we live, that we wouldn't live with with two different identities that seemingly don't go hand in hand with one another. That, that who we say we are on Sunday mornings, how we operate within these walls on Sundays, wouldn't be different than how we're living outside of these walls throughout the week. I said it like this on, on last Sunday in my message. 
My desire is that we would be authentic followers of Jesus Christ. That, that who we are within these walls would line up with how we are living outside of these walls. That we would follow Christ. That we would live authentically in our day-to-day lives as we walk with Christ. And I believe that, that how we accomplish this is already laid out for us in our mission statement. It all begins with love. It starts with our love for God. And as we love God, as we fall in deeper love with God, then what happens is is we have a desire to grow. We want to grow in our relationship with him. Just as we think about relationships with others, when, when we fall in love with someone, we want to grow in that relationship with him. When we fall in deeper love with God, we want to grow in that relationship with him. And it's as we grow, as we turn to his word and pour that into our life that we might grow. As we grow, then what happens is I believe that we begin to live authentically. We begin to follow Christ in our day today life it, it it becomes that that we be we, we begin to truly live out who we are so if you have your bibles you can turn with me to psalm chapter 119 verses 9 through 16 psalm 119 verses 9 through 16 now psalm 119 is 176 verses in total and becky keeps joking that that she's going to use this as our opening Pastor, the entire 176 verses, that that's going to be our opening scripture one Sunday morning. Someday I might actually let her do it, and, and we'll just see. We'll, we'll try and stand the whole time. We'll see whose legs give out first. But we're not going to look at all 176 verses today. We're just going to look at verses 9 through 16. And as we look at these eight verses, what we're going to see is we're going to see different words used for God's word, used to describe God's word. We see the words statutes, precepts, commands, judgments, and decrees. And, and each of these words bear their own meaning that, that, that help us to understand God's word more clearly and apply it to our lives. Now let me also say this. Many, many times as we look at the book of Psalms, we, as we look at different Psalms within the book of Psalms, many times an author is, is attributed to that psalm. But every once in a while, you run across a psalm that is not attributed to an author. Now, 73 of the psalms are attributed to David. But many times, or, or oftentimes, we, we might run across a psalm that's not attributed to an author. Now, we don't know why the author's name wasn't pre- preserved for, for these different psalms. Psalm 119 is just a psalm just like that. We don't see the author at the top of that psalm. And so anytime I run across a psalm that's not attributed to an author, I see it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to personalize this psalm for myself, to to take these words and and internalize them for myself. Instead of them just being words written by David or or from some other author, I see it as an opportunity to, to read these words for me. Now, this is true for for all scripture, but when we don't see an author present, it really gives us that opportunity. And so as we look at this scripture today, let's seize the opportunity. Let's read these words and and internalize them for ourselves so that we might apply them to our lives. So let's read Psalm 119 verses 9 through 16. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. 
I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Now last week, we began looking at this second part of our mission statement to grow. And if you remember, last week we were in the New Testament. We looked at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. And in verses 16 and 17, we see the value of God's word. We see just how much God's word was being valued when verses 16 and 17 say, All scripture is inspired by God, or God breathed, and it is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So as we look to the New Testament, as we look to the book of 2 Timothy, which was written by the Apostle Paul as a letter to Timothy, Timothy was someone that Paul had been pouring his life into. Paul had been mentoring. Paul had been discipling Timothy. And so Paul reminds Timothy in these verses, look to God's word to be the standard for your life. And so we really see in the New Testament that God's word is to be the standard for our lives. But as we look at Psalm 119 in the passage that we just read, we are reminded that God's word didn't suddenly become the standard for our lives in the New Testament. God's word didn't suddenly become valuable to mankind in the New Testament. No, we can see that even in the Old Testament, God's word has always been the standard God's word has always been valuable. In fact, in the 176 verses of Psalm 119, the entirety of the psalm talks about the value, the goodness of God's word, a constant reminder that we need to be going back to God's word, allowing it to be the standard by which we live. God's word is the standard for our lives. It is our measuring stick. So let me just pause right here and ask this question. What are you allowing to be the standard of your life? What are you allowing to be the measuring stick in your life? So back when my dad was the pastor of this church, I lived in that house next door from three years old to seven years old. And I can remember as I was growing, my mom, she, she would put me up against the door frame in my bedroom and she would measure my height. And so she'd put me on the door frame and she'd put a, a strip of tape just above my head. And then she'd write out my height on that strip of tape. And, and so she, she would measure my growth. Now the reality is, is that there was really no standard for my growth. There was no higher mark that I was trying to, to grow to. I, I was my own standard. It was just a... a she was just marking exactly where I was. Now, here's the reality in this world. In the world we live in today, the world wants, to, wants us to believe that we are our own standards. That there is no higher mark that, that we are trying to grow to. And so because we are our own standards, 
because there is no higher mark, what the world tells us is that we need to just live out our own truth. But here's the deal. We don't need to just live out our own truth. We need to turn to the truth. And we need to allow the truth to be what guides us in our lives. We are not our own standards. There is a higher standard by which we are to live. God's word is the standard by which we are to live. So what are you allowing to, to be that, that standard in your life? What, what are you allowing to be a measuring stick in your life? And, and if you're allowing anything other than God's word to be your standard, then today let me encourage you to turn to God's word and allow for God's word to be that standard by which you live. Now, as we turn our minds back to the mission statement here at First Baptist Church Stockdale, understand as we think about growth, as we think about growing, our desire to grow, understand it is going to begin with God's word. God's word is the standard for this church body, not anything else in this world. The daily news is not our standard Social media is not our standard. Celebrities are not our standard. Our own opinions are not our standard. God's word is the standard for this church body. So as we walk through this passage, as we think about growth, if we are going to spiritually grow, if we are going to allow God's word to be the standard for our lives, then there are four things that I want you to see. I know usually I give you three things, so I thought I'd throw you a curveball today. There's four things I want you to see today as we think about God's word being the standard for our growth. First, we need to stay with its commands. We need to stay with its commands. Let's look at verse 10 again. It says, I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. If we are going to grow spiritually in God's word, then we need to stay with its commands. Now, now, that word that we see there that's translated as commands, it, it bears the weight of straight authority. In other words, when God speaks commands to us, he does it with complete, with absolute authority. And because he speaks these commands to us with absolute authority, then these are commands that we should trust. These are commands that we should follow. These are commands that we should stay with. So several years ago, back before smartphones and, and GPSs, when we were out driving, we just had to kind of figure out our own way. You, you remember those days, right? We just had to figure out where we, we were going. So Sarah and I, we had recently moved into a, a new apartment, and I was trying to find my way to the post office that was close to our house. Now, I will say I was able to get online at this time and look up the directions online. But I didn't take those directions with me. Honestly, I didn't think that I needed them. And so I looked up the directions, but I left the house without these directions. And so as I'm driving to the post office, I took a wrong turn. And then I took another wrong turn and another wrong turn. And before I knew it, I was completely lost. I had no idea where I was. I didn't know which way was north, which way was south. Some of you all don't know which way is north or south anyways, but... But I couldn't figure out which, which way was north and which way was south. Now, thankfully, we didn't have smartphones, but we did have cell phones. So I pulled over and I called my mom. And I just began to describe the landmarks to her where I was. And she was able to, to give me directions to help me get back home. 
So if you're wondering, I'm not still lost. I, I, made, it, I made it out of there. All right. But when I got back home, I went and I got those directions and I took them with me so that I could get to where I wanted to go, so that I could follow those directions and get to that post office. So here's the deal. As believers and as members of this church, our desire is to grow spiritually. That is where we want to, want to go. Unfortunately, many times what we do in this life is we try to get there without looking at his commands, without looking at the directions that God has given to us. We want to grow spiritually, but we neglect those commands. Maybe we just leave them alone because we think we don't need them. But then what happens is we take a wrong turn here and a wrong turn there, and before we know it, our life doesn't look anything like we wanted it to, and it certainly doesn't look anything like God intended for it to. And so I, I have to ask, are you allowing God's word to guide you? Are you staying with God's commands? Are you allowing it to be the directions for your life? Or are you just trying to figure it all out on your own? And if you would say you are just trying to figure, out, figure it all out on your own, then maybe today is the day that you just pull over and you turn back to those directions and you let them get you to where you want to go. So we need to stay with its commands. Second, we need to treat it as treasure. We need to treat it as treasure. Let's look at verse 11 again. It says, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. If we're going to grow spiritually in God's word, then we need to treat it as treasure. Now that word, word, that word that's translated as word there is referring to anything that God has spoken, God's spoken word. And so what the psalmist is saying when he says, I, I have treasured your word, he's saying anything that you have spoken, anything that, you, that has come out of your mouth to me, Lord, it is treasure to me. I am treating your word as treasure. So I brought with me, you may have noticed this, I brought with me this little cedar box. So when I was growing up, this, this cedar box, it actually held jewelry from my mom. But when I was in college, this, this little cedar box had made it to the back of the guest room toilet, and it was holding a roll of toilet paper in it. But when Sarah and I started dating, I began to look for something to store the letters that, that she was writing me. She and I, we began to write letters to each other, just like a couple of love-struck kids. And so I began to look for something to store these letters from her. And, and so I saw this little cedar box sitting on the back of the toilet, and I took the toilet paper out of it, and, and I began to store these letters inside of this little cedar box. And, and so this box that was holding toilet paper, it, it became a treasure box for me, and it still contains a wealth of treasure in it. Now, I'm not going to read any of these letters to you today. I don't think Sarah would be happy with me. But, but the words on those letters were not written to you. They were written to me. They're not words for you to treasure. They are words for me to treasure. But as we look to God's word, understand God's word has been written for all of us. 
God's word is something that we can all treasure. We can treasure all of what God has spoken. We can treat his word as treasure. So let me pause right here and ask you, what are you treasuring up in your heart? What are you treasuring in your heart? And, and let me just say this. Many times we make, make the mistake in this world of treasuring up the wrong things. Much like this, this little box was holding a roll of toilet paper, many times we begin to treasure up the junk in this world, the stuff that, not to be crass, but it just belongs in the toilet. Many times we begin treasuring up the wrong things when what we need to be treasuring is the one thing that truly matters most, treasuring up the word of God that has been spoken for us. So what are you treasuring up in your heart? And if you're treasuring anything that's not honoring to God, then today maybe you just remove that from your heart and you begin to replace it with true treasure, with God's word. So we need to stay with its commands, and we need to treat it as treasure. Third, we need to learn from its statutes. We need to learn from its statutes. Let's read verse 12 again. It says, Lord, may, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. Now that word, which is a noun, statutes, it, it actually comes from a root word, which is a verb, which means to in, engrave or inscribe. So the idea here that that we have with with this word is is this word statutes is similar to what we see happen with Moses when he goes up Mount Sinai. He goes up there and, and he comes down with those stone tablets that God had engraved or inscribed those commands on. But when the psalmist is asking God to teach him his statutes... His desire is that God's word wouldn't just remain something that is engraved or inscribed on stone, that that it wouldn't just be something that remains on the pages of this book, but that God's word would be engraved or inscribed on his own heart, that it might begin to impact his life. Let me pause and say this. It's only when we allow God's word to be engraved or inscribed on our hearts that it will begin impacting our lives. It's only when we allow God's word to be engraved on our hearts that it will begin impacting our lives. Let me explain it to you this way. So I brought with me a dollar today. That's not typically in that box, but I stored it in there today. So I brought with me a dollar. On the back of our bills, we have four words. In God, we trust. Now, those are great words to have written on our bills. But the reality is, is that as we look at our country today, the reality is, is that it would appear that our country is being led by anything but those words. In God, we trust. It's a good thing to have on our bills, in God we trust, but, but unless those words begin to be engraved on the hearts of man in this country, unless those words begin to be engraved on our own hearts, then those words have absolutely no impact on our lives. God's word has to be engraved on our hearts. God's word has to be engraved on our lives if they are going to begin impacting our lives. But if we allow them just just to remain as words printed on pages, 
They're great words, but they mean absolutely nothing to us. And so as we think about what the psalmist is saying here, teach me your statutes. He's saying, don't just let your words remain words that are written on pages. Don't let your words just remain as as words that are engraved in stone. Lord, would you engrave those words on my heart that they might impact my life. And as we think about who we are as First Baptist Church Stockdale, may that be the cry of our own hearts. Lord, don't let your words just remain words written on pages in our books, in our Bibles. But Lord, would you engrave these words, would you inscribe these words on my heart that they might begin to impact my life, not just today, but every single day. So if we're going to grow spiritually in God's word, we need to stay with its commands. We need to treat it as treasure, and we need to learn from its statutes. Finally this morning, we need to meditate on its precepts. We need to meditate on its precepts. Let's look at verse 15 again. It says, I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. Now that word that's translated there as precepts, it comes from from the idea of an individual that is responsible for looking closely into something, for examining the details of something and then taking action. And so as the psalmist is saying that he's going to meditate on on God's precepts, that that he's going to meditate on God's ways, he's saying, God, I'm going to look closely into your word and I'm going to allow the details of your word to begin to impact the details of of my life. So let me pause right here and ask, are you letting the details of God's word impact the details of your life? Are you turning to to God's word daily, meditating his word, that his word might get into your heart, that his word might get into your life, that it might begin to change your life? When I think of that word meditating, meditating on God's word, I think of another M word. I think of the word marinating. When we marinate a piece of meat, what we're doing is we are soaking that meat in in a type of seasoning. And marinating is not a quick process. You usually marinate something for several hours, maybe, maybe even into the next day you marinate this. And as that meat is marinated, as it soaks in that seasoning, what happens is that seasoning begins to get into that meat and it changes the meat for the better. And so as we think about meditating on God's word, what we're doing is we're allowing ourselves to soak in God's word. It's not a quick process. It's a daily thing. We daily turn to God's word. We daily allow ourselves to soak in God's word that we might be changed by God's word for the better. So are you letting God's word impact the details of your life? Are you meditating on his precepts? Our desire at this church is that we would not just go to God's word for for one hour a week, but that we would go to God's word together, but we'd also go to God's word in our own lives at home, that we would meditate on his word, that his word might change the details of, of our life. Now here's the truth. 
Yes, God wants to impact the details of our life, but God also wants to impact each of our lives in a very big way as well through salvation. This is why Jesus came into the world to die on the cross for your sins and for mine because it is only by Jesus and through Jesus that we have the opportunity to be saved. And so the question right now is not, are you allowing God to impact the details of your life, but have you allowed God to impact your life in the biggest way possible? Have you turned from your sins, allowing Jesus to be your Lord, that you might be saved? And if you're here today and you would say you've never made that decision, then right now I want to give you the opportunity to respond. And so in just a moment, we're going to sing another song. And as we sing this song, this will be your opportunity to respond. And if you're here today and you would say, I'm talking about you. I've never given my life to Christ. I've never allowed Jesus to be my Lord. Not only is God not impacting the details of my life, he has never impacted my life in that very big way of salvation. But today, as you have heard God's word, you know that he's calling you to turn from your sins that you might be saved, to allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life. If that's you, then I would invite you to respond this morning. I'm going to be standing right down front. As we sing this song, just step out of your seat. Come and join me down here. Let's talk. Let's pray. Today can be the day of your salvation. Now, maybe you're here today and you would say, You've given your life to Christ, but, but maybe as you examine your own life, you know that, that you've not been turning to God's word. You've not been allowing God's word to impact your life. And today you want to get that right. Listen, you can do that right where you're at. But if you need someone to talk with you and pray with you, then I'd be happy to do that. Maybe you're here today and you would say, I've given my life to Christ, but I've never taken that next step of baptism, just like Ashley and Mandolin and Hunter did this morning. But you know, I, I've given my life to Christ and I want to make my faith in Christ public through baptism as well. If that's you, then I would invite you to respond as well. Let's talk, let's pray. We can make that commitment together today. Maybe you're here today and you would say you've given your life to Christ and you've already taken that step of baptism by immersion. And you would say, I've been visiting First Baptist Church Stockdale and I know that God's calling me to make this my church home. As we've talked about who we are as a church body, you know that God's calling you to connect your life with the mission and purpose of this church. If that's you, then I would invite you to respond as well. Let's talk, let's pray. Today, you can become a member here at First Baptist Stockdale. Whatever it is that God's calling you to do, in, in these final moments as we sing, I would just encourage you to respond obediently. Would you stand with me right now and let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Thanks for listening to our weekly message podcast. At the end of every service, I offer an invitation to respond, and I'd like to invite you to respond today. If you'd like to make Jesus Christ your Lord, or if you'd like information about membership here at First Baptist Stockdale, then head on over to fbcstockdale.org respond. Your response will come directly to me, and I'll follow up with you this week. God bless you, and have a great week.